You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Well, good evening. It's good to be here with you folks. We've been looking forward to this. We've come a long ways to get here. Amen. We, we always have a good time and enjoy it. Amen. Appreciate you letting us come every year. I don't know how many times, how many years we come uh, straight in a row. I know, like you said, we went to Pier a few years. Uh, but I, we've been coming here for quite a while, just straight. Yeah, I would think most of it. Might as well go and say all eight, 11. Might as well say <laughs> Anybody vote for that? <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know what? I'm glad I'm saved this morning, this evening, and I'll be glad I'm saved in the morning. Amen. That's exactly what this song says. I'm glad I'm saved. We never know just what tomorrow's gonna bring With all the bad news and the sorrow that surrounds me It just makes me feel so glad of this One thing, I'm glad I'm saved I'm glad I'm free I'm glad I'm covered by the blood of Calvary I'm glad he brought me from my reclaim I'm glad he washed my sins away I'm glad now I'm watching and I'm waiting for that moment When the Lord returns to call his church away And when gravity turns loose of this old body I'm gonna rise up, shout, I'm so glad I'm saved, I'm glad I'm saved I'm glad I'm free, I'm glad I'm covered by the blood of Calvary. I'm glad he brought me from the Mary clay. I'm glad he washed my sins away. I'm glad I'm saved, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm free, I'm glad I'm covered by the blood of Calvary. I'm glad he brought me from the Mary clay. I'm glad he washed my sins away, I'm glad I'm saved, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. Thank you so much. That's such a short song. Would y'all mind if we back up and sing that last verse again? Because I'm so glad I'm saved. Aren't you glad you're saved? It's one thing about it. If you're saved, you're glad of it. That's no doubt about it. Amen.
pull the church away. And when gravity turns loose this old body, I'm gonna rise up. I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm covered by the blood of Calvary. I'm glad He brought me from the Murray clay. I'm glad He washed my sins away. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm free. I'm glad I'm covered by the blood of Calvary. I'm glad He brought me from the Murray clay. I'm glad He washed my sins away. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. It's not, not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. So I'm thankful tonight for grace. I'm thankful for salvation, but I'm thankful for the grace that gave me salvation. Amen. Let me go ask this before we're going forward. We're kind of behind our main speakers. Is it okay? Uh, not too loud, is it? It's okay? All right. We got thumbs up in the back, so uh, keep going. Right. Not for grace.
mentioned this, I believe in his prayers a little bit of Amazing Grace, and I think we'll just sing it. Then. Amen. It's a good song to sing it.
good to see some new faces. Uh, I have a brother from Rapid City, good to see him, and I think we'll see a few others. And uh, But it's good to see the familiar ones, too. Amen. appreciate all y'all being here. It's a good crowd for Wednesday night, I think. And But I'm going to introduce everybody uh, since it's been a while, uh, since we've been here. But of course, my wife, Angel, on the end, then Jamie, my baby girl, and Isaiah, my baby son. <laughs> <laughs> My one and only, <laughs> my one and only, well, I hear about that later, <laughs> and then I'm Brady, I get that right, uh, most of the time, <laughs> and then Brianna, my third daughter, which is the oldest that travels with us, amen, and then she married Trevin, of course, this past year, and we thank the Lord for Trevin, he's a blessing in a lot of ways, he plays the guitar, banjo, harmonica, and he drives a bus, brother Chad, Man, that was really big for me. I don't have to drive that bus all the time now. <laughs> yeah, but they, he's going to help them on this song. It says, God's been good. I was telling somebody a minute ago, uh, we've been gone through a few things this year. and But you know what? I'd have to say, God's still good. He's good. That's all God can be. God is good all the time. Listen to the words. I hope it bless your heart. Matter of fact, let it bless your heart. Thinking about how good God has been to you. Amen. God's good all the time. his arms around me as I face my greatest fears. You see, I've had more gains and losses, and I've known more joy than hurt. As his grace fell all upon me, undeserved, God's been Father, my Savior, and my friend. 
His love was my beginning And His love will be my end I could spend forever trying To tell you everything He is But the best way I could say Is this God's been son-in-law, Andrew. Many of you probably remember him. I think he come a couple years. Well, uh, he's, he's already written one song, or maybe two when he come here, but he's written tons of songs since he left us. I, got a, I guess he had to get away from us. To start really bl- bl- blossoming out. <laughs> but, but really, the best one he's ever written, as far as I'm concerned, is one he read, wrote before he even joined our group and married Mayor Beth. But this is, uh, Isaiah's going to sing this song. It says, one day I'll see him. Amen. I love the words of this song because, you know, one day we will see the Lord. Brother Jesse, we, we preach about the Lord. We sing about the Lord. We do all kinds of things about heaven, but we've never seen it. We've never seen it. But just as sure as I'm looking at you tonight, I'm going to be seeing heaven one day. I'm going to be seeing the Lord face to face. One day I'll see him.
Can you hear me now? Is that a little better? All right. Okay. Psalms 119. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to come these last 11 years. <laughs> we were here in spirit if we weren't there in, in, in physical. Amen. Amen. I want to preach what's the signs of real revival. You know, we got a misconception, I think, of what real revival is. And since this is the beginning of our revival week, I, I want to get to the end of the week and say, I have been revived. And yes, I need revived as much as anybody here. Probably, maybe more. And, uh, but you know what? We, we need revival in this land. And, uh, but you know what? We've had a misconception of what revival is over the years. Uh, we go to meetings and, uh, you know, people maybe, and I love this, when people run the aisles. I mean, I love getting in services like that. I, I, I want to run with them. I'm, I'm liable to do that. I, but you know what? That's not really necessarily a sign of revival. That's a sign of excitement about the things of the Lord. I, I've seen, I've been in meetings where people get saved. And that's, but that's not necessarily a, a sign of revival. That's a, that's a byproduct. Of, of people of, of, of revival, people getting saved. And I hope people get saved this week. I, I hope there's a ton of lost people come in but, and get saved. That bless my heart. And that, that would get me running. If you want to get me running, <laughs> see some people get saved. But you know what? And I've seen, I've seen uh, youth meetings, you know, where uh, the kids, they come and bring all the rock and roll albums <laughs> and burn them, you know, and everything like that. And uh, is that a sign of revival? Not necessarily. That might be a byproduct of revival because if you're not truly revived, you'll go back home and bring and buy those same albums again, <laughs> just get new ones. <laughs> uh, but you need a, we need to be truly revived when we uh, uh, go to church for revival. Amen. This is just revival meetings. I wish I could carry, Brother Chad, I wish I could carry in our bus a, a a, a suitcase that was full of revival. And I could just bring it in here and just open it up and everybody would be revived. Boy, that would be a blessing. <laughs> Man, I, I'd be the most famous uh, uh, evangelist in the world, wouldn't I? Just, just bring your suitcase, Brother Brady. <laughs> just lay it in here. Lay it on the front there. Amen. But unfortunately, unfortunately the, uh, there's really some other signs, and I want to cover just three of them. There may be some other signs, but I want to just cover three of them tonight. Three true signs that you have been revived. I want to know that I've been revived or not after the week's over. And you can know that. You, by the way, a, a revival's not candy that God's got, you know, uh, what do they call, call those things, ponchos? Did you hit? That, that's not, I'm not calling them pinatas. That's it. Poncho was the guy that hit the pinata. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, pinatas. But anyway, pinata, that, that's not the way God has revival. You know, you just got to hit it and hit it and jump and try to open it until you get it open and then you, you'll have revival. You know, Poncho can hit it all day long. But <laughs> Padre, I believe that's his name. It's one of those guys, Poncho or Padre. Anyway, sounds right to me anyway. But anyway... Uh, but God, what I'm trying to say is God's not got revival up on a stick somewhere for you to try to jump and try to make it to where you can get revival. 
it's available for you. You, you, can, be, you can be revived. It's, it's not a secret to it. It's not, it's not a trick to it. It's not a magic trick. You can know that you've been revived after the year, the, the, hope it don't take a year, after the week is over. And one of the signs of revival, one of the signs of revival, it's going to be a real short message probably, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, one of the signs, I believe it's the biggest sign of revival. We're going to find it here. Did I tell you Psalms 119? And you can write this down or just put it and make a mental note of it. But when you have a renewed love for the Word of God, that's a true sign of revival. A renewed love for the Word of God. I mean, how much do you love the Word of God? You know what? I can answer that question for you. I can answer that question, how much you love the Word of God, by this question. How much do you spend in it? That'll tell you how much you love your Bible. Amen. But when you, if you don't love this Bible, my friend, you're not going to be revived. I, I mean, you need to get in it and read it through at least one time a year. And, and, you know, as you're reading through it, don't just try to make sure you get the, the chapters read. Make sure you get something out of it. Matter of fact, I, my saying is, don't just go through the Bible. Let the Bible go through you when you read the Bible. Hey, man, I, I, I've been trying and not bragging on this because I know I have more time because I'm just an evangelist. I don't do anything. <laughs> but I have more time, I'm sure, than you that work eight-hour jobs, 40 hours a week. But uh, I only work 45, and I'm teasing, uh, 39 sometimes. But anyway, uh, y'all supposed to laugh right there. I mean, that, is, that was a joke. <laughs> Pastor says, preach on. <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is, I'm, I guess I do have a little bit more time to spend with the Lord. And I'm thankful for that. I've been trying to read through the scriptures the last couple years two times. And so far, the Lord's helped me do that, and I hope to continue to do that. I need more. Of the, you say, Brother Brady, does that mean you're more spiritual than us? No, I just need it more than you probably do. <laughs> I need the Word of God in my life. I need it abundantly. And I just want to cover some things why we need the Word of God. First of all, that's my first point. We have a renewed love for the Word of God. Why do we need the, the Word of God? Number one, the Word of God cleanses us. Psalms 119 and verse 9. Y'all know these verses, and all of this I'm going to give you tonight. I may be a little bit loud. It's a little ringing up here, but I don't want to hurt your ears. Psalms 119 and verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Let me, let me pause and say this. The psalmist he felt, he felt there was a chance that he could wander away from God. And we, boy, prone to wander, as the song says, prone to leave the God I love. It's, you know what? My, my, my greatest fear is getting away from God. Oh, my. And, and if you don't have that fear tonight, you, you might, may be uh, the next one that falls away from God. Amen. If you, don't have, you need to have that fear of falling away from God. He says, with my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not wander from thy commandments. Uh, what is his commandments? This word of God right here. It's, it's not something you dreamed about right after you ate Mexican the night before. But it's what said the word of God says, amen. Verse 11, 
Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. The word of God cleanses us. There's a cleansing. When you read through the word of God, it cleanses your heart. Amen. And there's several things I want to give you tonight in this, in this one chapter, and then we're going to go somewhere else. But the word of God also quickens. Look with me in verse 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. You need to be made alive. I tell you, when you were saved, when you get saved, the Lord quickens you. He quickens your spirit. You know, did you know before you got saved, your spirit was dead? Amen. But when God saved you, he quickened that spirit. And, and what does that? The word of God. What powerful power we have. And the, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the divine and sunder soul and spirit. And is a discerner of both the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's a powerful thing, this word of God. We need to love it. Matter of fact, I'll just say this. I, I don't even like setting it in my car and laying something on top of it. I, I respect this word of God. It's my, it's my life. Amen. It's the closest thing that I have in a physical way to heaven, to God, is this word of God. So I'm so thankful for it. It's, uh, it's, it quickens us. We need the word of God that, so it will quicken us. And then we need the word of God because it strengthens us. Amen. Verse 28, my soul melted for heaviness, strengthen thou me according unto thy word. The word of God establishes us. So many things I could stop right here, but let me just move right, right along. Verse 38, the word of God establishes us. The Bible says, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted to thy fear. The word of God defends. Look with me in for, verse 42. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. Amen. We trust in his word. Um, I, I think of that other word, verse in the New Testament. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Do you need more faith? Do you find yourself, and I find myself in these days, not having enough faith. Man. But the Bible says we can have more faith if we get in the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how, that's how a person is saved, by the word of God. I, they Somewhere along the line, before a person gets saved, they've got to hear the word of God. That's what quickens a person. That's what opens their ears is the word of God. Uh, and that's, that's why it's so important for us as preachers and, and churches to get the word of God out because without the word of God, they can't be saved. So it's, it's so important. I'm glad that this church sends out missionaries. You're after getting the word of God out. Amen. The word of God comforts. I love this. Boy, don't you need comfort in these days? I don't know about you, but I've needed it more this year than I've ever needed. Comfort. Uh, the Bible says in verse 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. Uh, thy, the Bible says, the rod, thy rod and thy staff, they what? Comfort me. Boy, I need that word comfort. Boy, I, Brother uh, Jesse, you've known our family for a long time, Mom and Dad, but you, I think you, you knew us when we first started. I mean, the, one of these days was one of our first recordings. But before then, we didn't have any recordings, and we just uh, had a lot of uh, 
didn't, had a lot of time to go to different places. And uh, matter of fact, we was home a lot. We didn't travel that much when I was younger. But people knew that we sung. And they'd, they'd call on us a lot of times to do uh, funerals because they knew we sung and they knew we might be at home because we hadn't got busy with our singing yet. Well, I've seen some of the weirdest things happen at some funerals. I tell you what, I, I mean, people just, just do all kinds of things, fall over the bodies and stuff. It's kind of eerie for a little child, you know, for a little boy growing up that way, not knowing the people or anything. <laughs> Uh, but I said all that to say this, not, never, not one time did I hear a preacher use something besides the word of God to try to comfort those people. Amen. Never did I hear them pull out Shakespeare. Boy, wouldn't that be funny? To be or not to be? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> I could just imagine in my mind. But anyway, <laughs> but the word of God... <laughs> The Word of God quickens us. Amen. Our Word of God comforts us. We need the Word of God to comfort. It's a comfort in times of storm. Amen. I, I thank God for the comfort that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ and in His Word. Moving right along, just moving quickly here. Uh, I'm trying to get through the whole chapters, and there's 176 verses in it. <laughs> but I'm skipping over a lot of it. But <laughs> uh, Verse 99 the Bible says, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. The Word of God instructs us. It gives us instruction. I, I can't help but think about this. You know, I'm bad about when we get stuff in the mail that we've ordered. You know, we'll order uh, from FedEx. We'll order from UPS. Sometimes they'll come in the same day, FedEx. And UPS, and I, I tell them, I say, I'm about fed up with you fellas. <laughs> I'm teasing, I don't say that. But they, they, they pull out those things, you know, that we bought maybe a Christmas present or, or a birthday present, and you know who's got to put it together. And I start to put those things together, and invariably there's always, seems like, for some reason or another, I, I don't even fool with those instructional books because, for one thing, I'm getting aggravated because most of it's in a different language. And I can't find the English in there. So I just go ahead and put the thing together based on the picture. <laughs> well, a lot of times I find, uh, uh, I may have told this story before, a lot of times I find four or five screws left over. Maybe more than that, 10 or 12. And uh, I've, I've got a thing I tell my wife <laughs> I say, honey, you know anytime you buy something online, they give you lots of extra screws. <laughs> Just in case you were to lose some of them. Amen. But, uh, but you know what? You can't do that with the Word of God. You can't throw some of it out. You've got to take all of it. The, the whole inspired Word of God, the whole countenance uh, of the Word of God. The counsel, excuse me, is the word I'm looking for. The whole counsel of the word of God. And, 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 and you can't, uh, there's no private interpretation of the Bible. You know, you can't just, that's why we have so many denominations and so many cults. It's because they'll pick out a piece back here and just build a whole belief on just one verse or maybe one chapter. You can't do that. You have to take the whole thing. 
the whole instructional book. Amen. Take it all. Amen. It, it'll do you good. The Word of God enlightens, the Bible says in verse 105, Thy Word, I like this, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I think about a lamp. You know, a lamp covers you right around you as you're walking. But a light, it'll shine, especially a spotlight, it'll shine way down the road. And that's what the Word of God will do. It'll shine for you right around you, but at the same time, it'll do a spotlight for you, what's happening down the road. And there's where you find that in the revelations, what's going to happen. Amen. I thank God for that. We have a spotlight and a lamp about our feet with the Word of God. A couple more here. I want to give you a few more. Uh, the Word of God assures us. If you having doubt about your salvation tonight, boy, this is one thing you need to make sure tonight. That would be a good start of, your, of revival for you is to get, get assurance of your salvation. Make sure you're saved. The devil don't want you to make sure you're saved. You know why? Because you, he knows if you think you really are saved, you know what? He'll start, uh, he'll realize that you'll start wanting to tell everybody else about it. But as long as he can keep you doubting about it, he'll keep you uh, cowed down to, to keep from being able to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It gives us assurance. You can find assurance in the Word of God, especially in books like 1 John chapter 5. And also the Word of God upholds us in verse 116. Uphold me according unto thy word that I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. I've got just a couple more and then we'll go somewhere else. The Bible also gives us peace. You needing peace in your life? Verse 165. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall offend them. The Word of God, and this is the last one, and then we're going to go to the New Testament for a little bit. The Word of God delivers us. Verse 170. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. First sign of that you've been revived this week is you'll have a renewed love for the Word of God. I hope some of the things we've said about the Word of God uh, help you have a greater, a deeper love for His Word. Amen. You've got to have the Word of God, the instructional manual for life. My friend, uh, as, as you've probably seen, it's, you, you find a person that, uh, that you find their Bible that's all used up and some pages tore, that's probably the sign of a person that's got their life intact. In but you find one that's never used, they probably the one that's, their life is messed up. <laughs> so make sure you stay in the Word of God. Second of all, not only is revival, a sign of revival is that you have a renewed love for the Word of God, but you have a renewed love, a renewed desire to talk with the Creator. To talk with the Creator. It's, it, it just kind of comes automatically. If you read his word, you want to talk back to him <laughs> and, and, and let him know what you're thinking. And that's, that's what we call conversation. You won't have conversation with the king of kings and lord of lords. And isn't that wonderful that we have that ability tonight? Amen. That we have the ability to go to the throne of grace and find grace to help in time of need, find mercy and grace. And we take, take so much that for granted, don't we? It's the greatest weapon we have as children of God 
the prayer, our prayer life, my friend. We need to stay on our knees and stay in prayer with God. Let's, let's look at that, the verse. I know you know the verse very well, but really the last part of, y'all probably know where I'm going, James, James chapter 5. James chapter 5. You know this that last part of James chapter 5 and verse 16. The last part of it there says, are you there? Say amen. Okay, James 5, 16, the last part. The Bible says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth what? Much. Don't ever let the devil discourage you about that. Don't ever let the devil talk you into thinking that your prayer is not getting through. My friend, he hears your prayer. Uh, you know, when, when everything else fails, and that's the way we usually handle prayer. We try everything else, and then we say, well, I guess I'm going to have to pray about it. <laughs> but prayer should be our first response or instead of our last response. We should be praying first. Let me, let me just give you some ideas and thoughts about prayer. Number one, prayer is a commandment. The Bible says over and over to pray. It says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. And the Bible also says pray without ceasing. Be in an attitude of prayer all the time. Pray in your car. Pray while you're at work. Pray, as I said, going down the, down the road, you know, and praise the Lord while you're going down the road. If you, if you use both hands, make sure you've got your knee available. <laughs> but praise Him and pray to the Lord all the time. Prayer is a commandment. Prayer, listen, pr to have a prayer life, it's got to be a commitment. You've got to commit to the Lord and to yourself. You're going to pray about certain things every day and you're not going to miss it. If you don't do that, you won't pray. If you, you know how the, the phrase goes, if you don't have a goal, you're sure, not, you're sure to hit it every time. The goal that's not there. <laughs> you've got to have a goal for your life. And you've got to have a goal for your life and your prayer life. Is there should be certain things you pray for every day. You should pray for your family. That's, that's obvious, isn't it? Pray for your family, your, your extended family, your immediate family, the lost in your family, your friends that are lost, your neighbors. Those are people you should pray for every day. Pray, pray for your pastor every day. Pray for those leaders in the church. Pray for them every day. I pray for the nursery workers. Boy, they sure need it. <laughs> pray for everybody that's got uh, something to do with the leadership of the church pray for that every day pray for your country that's, that's a command the Bible says to pray for your country you say well I don't like our leaders that's why you need to pray for them <laughs> I pray Lord if they're doing right help them if they're not confound them confuse them convict them he didn't say that we couldn't do that so <laughs> I didn't say kill them. I didn't. I did not say that. I said just help them <laughs> and turn them around. Amen. If they're doing what's wrong, we 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 need to pray for them. Amen. And pray for our leaders, our leaders, our president, vice president, cabinet, congressmen, officers, servicemen, judges, governors, and military, and our military especially. I mean, they can't help who their leadership is. I, I've got about five or six uh, military. I try to pray for every day. I tell you what, if I was in there, I'd sure want somebody praying for me. 
especially if I was in active duty, I definitely would want somebody praying for me. Prayer is a command. It should be, you need to make a commitment with prayer. And lastly, and I, I, don't, I just have to say this and go on, prayer does change things. Prayer will change things. About everything that I have in my family, my, my uh, in-laws, my, my son-in-laws, my, uh, my children that I have, the house that I have, it came by prayer. The bus that we have, we, we pray for it for, twi- for I about to say 12 years, two years. Should have prayed for 12 years. Might not have, might have had one that didn't break down. But anyway. <laughs> but we, 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 I'm just saying everything we've got, we've tried to pray for. We've tried to pray it in. So prayer, I have to say, prayer changes things. Prayer will change your life. But then lastly tonight, thank you for not saying amen right there. Uh, that's so considerate. Revelations, Revelations chapter 21. Revelations chapter 21. Not only should we have a renewed love for the Word of God, a renewed commitment to pray to the Lord every day. There needs to be a commitment. But then also we need to have a renewed burden for the lost. Those three things, Pastor, I believe if we have those at the end of this week, we can say, I've been revived. Really, if we just had... Really, if we just had one of those, because I believe one just leads to the other. If you start off with having a renewed love for the Word of God, you're going to start wanting to pray. You're going to start having a renewed concern, a new burden for the lost. And I want to read you this verse and tell you why I think we need to have a burden for the lost more than ever. Uh, And speaking of our prayers, there there should be some people that you pray for every day for them to get saved. Revelations chapter 21, did I tell you that? Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, I may be wrong, but I believe that's where something happens right there because he wipes away all the tears from their eyes. And then, then there shall be, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Somehow or another, I believe, you can argue with me on this, but I believe sometime or another, God wipes not only the tears away, but he wipes away the remembrance of those that didn't accept him. So, because if we remember those that that are burning in hell, our loved ones, I don't believe we could say we're living in a place with no sorrow. I don't believe we could say we're living in a place... Uh, where there's no tears. I believe somewhere along the line, God wipes away that memory. God can do that. But I'm saying all that to say this. If we're going to pray and have a burden for the lost, when are we going to have it? When should we have it? Now. Now. Because one day it's going to be too late to pray. It's going to be too late to pray. I hope you'll have a more a burden for your lost loved ones. I hope, I hope that, as I mentioned, I hope there's people that you pray for every day. And if there's not, listen, maybe you need to come to the altar tonight and ask God, put some people on my heart to pray for. Let me just share this with you. Lord, just out of the blue, I guess, so, so to speak, uh, put it on my heart to pray for a me- uh, mechanic. <laughs> 
I about said magician. I'm about messed up all night tonight. Uh, but I don't know if they're about the same thing. You know, they say, <laughs> they say they can have it done the next day. That would be a magician, you know. But usually they become mechanics and it takes two weeks. <laughs> anyway, God just put it on my heart to start praying for this mechanic that I use on a regular basis. And uh, I had given his son a track, and I was kind of working into him, to him through his son. Well, I won't tell you what happened just the other day. I opened the door after I pulled up into the ramps. He was working on my Chevy. <laughs> oh, okay, keep, what was it, a Ford? <laughs> maybe, maybe more, was it a Ford? <laughs> okay, we'll say it's a Ford. <laughs> Uh, Brother Chad told me to say that now. <laughs> anyway, he pulled that thing up on the ramp, and uh, he was started to you know, pick it up. And, he, and I rode down my window, and, and he, said, he said to me, I got some good news. I said, what's that? He says, I just got saved a couple of days ago. Yeah, I got saved. Man, I just got so excited. I was already going up, and I jumped out of the car. <laughs> Probably wasn't supposed to do that. I said, man, I got to hug your neck. I, I was so excited to see him. But, you know, God put him on my heart for some reason. And I believe God's got somebody that he wants to put on your heart. He wants to burden your heart for the lost. If we all, just think, if, if we all had a burden for, you know, 10 or 15 people, that'd be a lot of people. That'd be a lot of people that might go to heaven that wouldn't win if we didn't. If we didn't have a burden. Let's get a burden for the lost. That's a sign of revival. Is having a renewed burden for the lost. Let's stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed. Lord, thank you so much for helping us tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help us in the invitational time. Lord, I pray that you'd work on our hearts, Lord, to have a renewed love for your word of God. Lord, have a renewed commitment to prayer. Lord, help us have a renewed burden for the loss. Lord, we need those three things. Lord, I pray that everyone that's here tonight would have that tonight, if, and if not tonight, before the week's over, Lord, I pray that they would have those things in their hearts. We ask you in Jesus' name. As they sing this song, I don't know what song they've got picked out, but if God's dealt with your heart, would you please come? Pastor's at the front if you need to talk with him about salvation. He'll be available for that. How about it, child of God? Do you want a burden? Do you want revival? I mean, really, the, that's the main question. That's the first question. Do you really want to be revived? Boy, we need to revive. Listen, your church needs you to be revived. Your family needs you to be revived. Your community needs you to be revived. Your country, the world needs you to be revived. Let's get revived, amen?
Lord put on my heart while he was getting ready wrapping up there. I was thinking of this, that there is not one person here tonight by accident. Not one of us. And God Almighty knows exactly what's going on in your heart and life today. He knows and he cares. If you're here tonight and you don't know him as your Savior, you didn't just happen to be here. And the events that led to you being here aren't accidental. It is, it is a God that invested. I mean, listen, Jesus Christ went to the cross to die for your sins, to rise again, to, to, to take that great wrath that, that awaits because of our sin. He took that. He died. He shed his blood. He rose again the third day. He didn't do all that just to let you go. He's working in your life so that you can receive that wonderful gift of salvation. So if you're here tonight and you're not saved, I invite you, come to Jesus today. He wants to save your soul. He came all the way from Calvary. He came all the way to right where you are right now. Will you take that next step toward him? And let, next thing, there's some people that really need some help here tonight. Those really are. There's some hurting people that's having difficult times, need some help. Come to Jesus. Amen. He can do in just a few moments what would take years to do. But if you don't know Jesus today, well, I'd love to show you from this Bible how you can just simply, by faith, as he, as he draws and works on your heart, you can call on him and he'll save your soul. Amen. As they sing again, these altars are open. Let's pray together. With head bowed as close as they pray. Just be praying. You can pray silently. Let's pray as they sing. This altar is open. dismiss this part of the service i want to give you an opportunity tonight if god's working on your heart and you don't know him as savior i want to give you the op this opportunity here's what the bible says the bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god we were born sinners but then pretty soon in our lives we became sinners by choice we've all sinned but that sin separates us from god the wages of sin is death uh, that's a physical death that's a spiritual death there's Literally, hell awaits because of our sin. Sin offends a holy God, but he loves you. And that's why Jesus, as I mentioned earlier, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says God commendeth. He proved his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And here's what the Bible goes on to say there. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He comes right to where you are at this very moment and offers you that gift. Your responsibility is to take it by faith. And here's where I'm getting to. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says, For with the heart 
With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Then it goes on in verse 13 to say, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So from your heart tonight, you can call on the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll save you. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, you could pray a prayer like this from your heart. If God's spoken to your heart tonight, from your heart, you could pray a prayer that says, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. And Lord, I pray you'll forgive me of my sins. Lord, I turn to you tonight. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe you rose again the third day. And Lord, I turn to you. And Lord, based on this, God, I don't ask for a sign. I don't ask for a feeling. But God, based on faith, Lord, I trust you and thank you for your grace. Now, if you prayed that prayer tonight, I sure would love to know about it. I'd I'd love for you to let me know. Those words in and of themselves don't mean anything. But from, from the heart, a prayer that calls on the Lord, a prayer that believes on the Lord Jesus for salvation, he'll save your soul. Amen. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, Rochester's. One last thing, and, and this really is the last thing. There should be a, a basket back there behind your head there, Ron, if there's not one out on the table already. Uh, I was thinking about the Rochester's. The Rochester's have, uh, 